Live from the WSX shelter in Somerville, Massachusetts. The fog has lifted. The nuclear winter has come to a close. There's no need to sound the alarm. Welcome to WrestleBoy's Social Explosion. Hello everybody, welcome to WrestleBoy's Social Explosion, the retrospective rewatch mini-podcast where we take a look back at the ill-fated MTV show Wrestling Society X. For one last time, I am the man that brevity forgot, joined by me as always, the one, the only, Simply Zalp, Zach Blaze. Zach, you know we had to do it one more time. Yes, welcome to the Wrestling Social Crater, <laughs> the <laughs> aftermath of the WrestleBoy Social Explosion. We are outside, we are looking around, the aftermath isn't looking great. The animals are all dead, there's fish floating at the top of the lake, X-Pac is nowhere to be found. We believe this is all his doing, yeah. this all his reckoning for all of the dick-based offense that he's done. Also, weird thing, the son is now the Teletubbies' baby son. Yeah, we actually have to do a lot of heavy editing to, to get all that laughter yeah. out. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a giggler for sure. Only only one person here is allowed to giggle like a baby, and that's me. <laughs> um, so this is going to be much shorter. This is going to be a lot more freeform. We're going to uh, touch base on some things post mortem for the show itself, as well as sort of like a where are they now for some of the some of the cast and crew from uh, WSX. Uh, before we take a look at some of the extras that you can find on the DVD for the series of WSX, uh, there's actually quite a lot to cover, um, but we'll get to that uh, a little bit later. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, some of the things that I had said during the show that weren't necessarily accurate. <laughs> I don't want to talk about mine because we could be here all day. Um, the biggest thing is um, they knew from the get-go. I had said that they recorded for an hour and then had to condense it to 30 minutes. And while it certainly feels like it was edited that way, that is unfortunately not the case. Uh, they knew from the get-go that MTV had a strict 30-minute uh, regimen, and that's what they stuck to. Um, they regulated heavily on what could and couldn't be done, as I had mentioned, do the jackass stuff, but they largely had to shoot for that amount of time, even though the matches felt like they went on longer. Um, they, the, de the show was meant to be 19, 20 minutes, which, I mean, they could have done better. Yeah. Um, I think we touched on this in the end of episode five, but like... A little bit, yeah. Um, I guess I thought they had an excuse. So that's interesting to hear. Yeah. That you can justify having a, like a crash TV show like that where you have to remove 40 minutes of your tape footage, but... If they knew better, they should have done a lot my, better. My question is, where are the musical performances? Are those specifically for the audience? I guess. I mean, it's on MTV, so I wouldn't be surprised if that were like MTV execs saying, hey, if you want to be on MTV, you got to have music. And they just kind of said, yeah, whatever. Yeah, because this was around the time that... Um like Fuse, there was an alternative music mm -hmm. channel called Fuse that had just went on uh, premium cable. Um, MTV was really facing a lot of flack for having shows like Newlyweds and Made and Date My Mom and Shows Next. that were not based in music. Yeah. Um, so I guess that was kind of a shoe-in uh, to fill that that um, that requirement, I guess, tick that box off. And, and I mean, honestly, it's clever to... You know, you're, you've got a wrestling show for people that aren't wrestling fans. You have to bring them in somehow. Um, That's not a bad way to do it is to have a free concert for the people to show up. Sure, basically, yeah. Um, and I think um, one of the 
the biggest things that we really didn't cover is that Kevin Kleinrock's background is in a promotion called XPW, which is largely garbage wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the talent from that product is brought over into WSX. Chris Kloss, we found out, was a manager for uh, Chaos right. in XPW. Um, there were a few others. Uh, Jack Evans, I think. A couple members of the cartel. Um, you can go in and, and look for yourself. Um, Puma, I think, is another one. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, and, and the people who didn't come from XPW came from similar kind of garbage, hardcore... Um, deathmatch wrestling. That that's you can obviously see he's got those connections. Um, the biggest thing I think for me is I was like I had seen a bunch of like oh ten year retrospective interviews with Kevin Kleinrock, uh, the mastermind behind Big Vision and ultimately Wrestling Society X. Um, and what is he doing now? Uh, he's got a couple of different uh, venues. Uh, the first one is he's like one of the big wigs for a. A distribution company called Viz Media. Mm-hmm. Viz Media is based out of San Francisco. Uh, they got their start in the 80s, uh, licensing and translating a lot of manga. Um, they got it big when they reached a partnership with uh, a magazine, a manga uh, anthology weekly series in Japan called Shonen Jump. And that's where, like, One Piece and Naruto and Dragon Ball, all of those big ones were published there. Um, and so Viz Media was the one who would translate the manga and release it in Japan. So they started getting into anime. And Kevin Kleinbach was brought on in 2012 to develop their first streaming service. Okay. So they had um, their, like, something something similar to, like, Crunchyroll or Netflix or something. Um, and that was called Neon Alley. And that went up in 2014. I remember being really excited for, for Neon Alley because that was... Um, the place, this is my weeb side coming out for a sec. Um, that was one of the first times that, um, I got to see one of my favorite shows dubbed. So that's really cool. Um, in addition to that, Kevin Kleinrock also has, um, I believe the only Lucha Libre English magazine distribution. Really? Yeah. Um, let me just, it's uh, master- perusing his LinkedIn account. Yeah, I'm on his LinkedIn right now. <laughs> uh, the, the company that he started that does that is called Masked Republic. Um, and the name of the magazine is Lucha Libre and Lucha Culture Worldwide. Um, you could get direct subscriptions, have it mailed to you. You could get uh, Lucha Loot subscription boxes or at Lucha Libre live events in the US, Mexico, Canada, and the UK. So he's got kind of a couple of different venues, ventures going on, and it's cool to see that he was able to rebound off of something that ultimately didn't represent the product he wanted as much. Yeah. That's um that's interesting that I was going to say it's it's interesting that there's only one Lucha Libre magazine in the US, but it's not necessarily surprising. Um Lucha Libre has very little penetration in the US. And, but in, even with a show like Lucha Underground, right. which is very, it's very surprising to me that there's only just the one. Well, it's it's kind of notorious for not being easy to explain to um, non-Mexican fans. Mm. It's it's very much a Mex- Mexican culture item. I um, see. There's, you can go, I think it was Conan that did an interview with somebody, and somebody asked him to explain Lucha Libre, and it was something, like, he couldn't do it in English. Like, it's very embedded into the Mexican culture. Right, right, right. But the best, the best of three pinfall. Right. Um, it's it's just different. Yeah. That's, that's a tangent, but it, 
Which is cool. I wish I knew more about it. Yeah. Well, maybe you should uh, subscribe to Lucha Culture Worldwide. There you go. How much did you pay you to say that? <laughs> Four ninety-five. <laughs> um. So uh, let's move away from that. Let's get into the DVD a little bit. Oh my gosh! First thing, there is so much content. Yeah. It's like four discs worth of content, and that's including all of the WS Extra matches, um, all of the. Uh, promotional material that they shot. Um, but the first thing I wanted to cover uh, is the bonus footage that they shot to pitch for a potential season two. Mm-hmm. So let's get into that a little bit. Um, the first clip that is of note is Lizzie, Matt Seidel's troubled girlfriend, uh, is seen in security footage with Matt Classic. Matt Classic, who I was really sad to not see in the main canon for the show. Yeah, because he's got a few WS Extra matches, but like, he shows up once in episode two in a promo, and then once in episode ten when he's just like, (laughs) clap, and then leaves. (laughs) Uh, So they're getting intimate. Uh, Lizzie, being a girl, can't be faithful because... Handsome men, muscular men, 2006 MTV bullshit. So it's just a quick little security style clip of the two of them, uh, like slow dancing. It's not even like they're supposed to be like intimately touching each other, but they're just kind of like swaying and like every now and then like touching the chest or shoulder or something like that. It's very stilted. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another clip um, where Rick Grimes and. Uh, a new mystery woman we find out to be XPW's Mickey Knuckles. Mickey Knuckles. Uh, she is a little bit. She's a she's a little bit more buff. Yeah. Than I, most of the women that we've seen so far on WSX. So that would be the probably the beginning of uh, a women's division mm-hmm. for WSX. And it's cool that they. I mean, would have been cooler if it was in season one. Right. Uh, but there's kind of a scuffle between them. She, uh, Mickey Knuckles gets up in her face and she's like what the what the hell what am i doing she's mickey knuckles just like assaults her essentially yeah and i mean this would have been 2007 they were aiming for Mm -hmm. that's before your modern women's divisions in you know wwe this is a dark period for uh women's wrestling in the u.s when like santino morella was winning winning the uh Right, Santino Morella wearing women's clothing, winning the women's championship as Santino Morella. Oh, not not the women's championship, the Divas championship. I'm sorry, the Divas championship, yeah. We're, we're in a different time. Um, we're not far removed from the Attitude Era still, you know. That's So this is like... This, this would have been very forward-looking. This, this would have been very progressive for, for wrestling. For sure, yeah. Um, and then... And then... We have a promo being cut on... Current WSX champion Ricky Banderas by nothing other than our favorite murder boy. It's youth suicide. God damn it. This is not a bit. Yeah. This is not a goof. We say this every time, but it's not. Like, we were like, are you fucking kidding me? He's been killed three times. He has wrestled four times. <laughs> and now he wants to challenge Ricky Banderas to a scaffold match. Zach, can you tell us what a scaffold match is? Uh, traditionally, scaffold match is where you have the ring, and you have a construction scaffold set up next to it. The goal is you'd have the wrestlers on the scaffold, and you want to throw your opponent off into the ring. Usually, like, 20 feet or so. Usually through some tables, because you don't want to kill somebody. It's pretty straightforward. I mean, that's that's what it is. 
uh, not something I would want to challenge the man who's killed me twice to, I think. Yeah. More errata here. Her name isn't Rick Grimes. It's Nick Grimes. So it's Vic and Nick Grimes. Apologies for that. Um, the idea is that Nick Grimes and Mickey Knuckles, their initial feud would be over uh, Eric Cannon. Okay. And his affection. Because if you see him do that to his potential lovers, wait till you see what he does to the competition here at Wrestling <laughs> Society X. That joke will never get old. I think it's fucking funny. Get out of here. Um, so yeah, a, a couple of interesting little what could have been moments uh, for season two of Wrestling Society X. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing I want to cover is um, the WS Extra episodes, which as soon as I started it up, it was very weird. I watched the first WS Extra episode. Um, it's Fabian, Kalen, and Lacey, the backstage correspondent, and they're covering what happened in that episode before the first WX Extra match, and Fabian isn't shouting. He's not... He's not shouting. I don't remember that. He's speaking at a normal volume. If you can find the clip um, and put it in here, just let's just like go back, listen to Fabian Kalen shouting in a normal episode, and then go in here and listen to this WS Extra clip and tell me how fucking weird it is. Fans, welcome to WS Extra on Overdrive.MTV.com. This is your source for an extra fix, an extra dose of Wrestling Society X action. I'm Fabian Kalen, and this is the lovely Lacey. Yeah, it's it is it's bizarre. Um, so they cover, they recap what happened in the previous episode. Uh, these would have been on MTV.com. Yes. Um, and they're 17 to 19 minute episodes. Yeah, they're like, uh, kind of a clever way of getting around that 30 minute time, uh, block. Yeah. Um. Just, just put another episode online, whatever. Um, so MTV, uh, according to Kevin Kleinrock, didn't really care about WS Extra matches. You could say, he just said, you know what? Do whatever you want. Um, we don't really care. Shoot it however you want. Whatever. Um, so going into the match, it's the f- we find out from commentary that it's the very first ever match in WSX. So I'm assuming that it's a dark match. Oh. Uh, it's a triple threat between, I think, Puma and the Human Tornado and someone else. Um, and it's shot like... Um, they're, they're in a, a, a VFW and you've got the camera around the ring and then you've got one hard camera. Um, the audience doesn't have post sound effects of cheering added in constantly throughout the entire show. So it's very quiet. It's very much like a normal wrestling match. You've got people doing what they need to do, which I guess is appropriate. This is when the pilot was filmed. Mm-hmm. So, um... Yeah, it just feels like a, a like much more like a normal wrestling match. Uh, they call it like a normal wrestling match. Um, Do, does this have commentary or is it? Yeah, like... yeah, it's got it's got Chris Kloss and uh, Brett Ernst. Is it live? Could you tell? Yes, it is live. I mean, not li- well. They I mean. they they call it like it's live. Okay. Um, they may have gone over the tape. They may have like dubbed over a tape of them just That's watching the match. Because I've seen like on I don't know if they do it anymore on the WWE Network. <laughs> But they had, like, Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler calling a match from the 50s, and they were calling it as if it were live. Oh, that's awesome. It's really funny. <laughs> um, so, yeah, these are definitely worth going back and looking at. Um, you'll see more of 
doing it for her. You'll see more of that 70s team. You'll see more of Matt Classic. All of the folks that you didn't necessarily get a whole lot of, um, you're going to see a lot more of on the WS Extra matches. Uh, another reason to go buy the DVD. But there's one segment that not even the finale of WSX could have ever fucking prepared us for. Now, <laughs> this segment was called, I believe, The Evolution of Fabian Kalen. The Evolution of Fabian Kalen. So, all it said on the DVD is The Evolution of Fabian Kalen feature. And I thought, okay, this is going to be like a video where we get to see Fabian coming in in a tank top and sweatpants and, like, putting on his costume, putting on his makeup, and getting himself ready to be the character Fabian Kalen. Right, like a behind-the-scenes... Right. Like, like a little bit of a peek behind the curtain of the production. Because that's a bunch of what's on the DVD. It's, like, you know, promos that didn't make it to air, or, like, digital trading cards, or, you know, stuff like that. And then this is, like... It had to have been, like, 20 minutes long. Yeah, it was absurd. It's, it's like... Th- <laughs> You have to buy the DVD. We say it every episode, but you really need to, because this is absolutely worth it, and you need to support this man. It's like a 20-minute Skype webcam manifesto <laughs> by Fabian Kalen. And it's it's all in character. Yeah. It's all in character. And it's it's like... I, I, I don't know... I, I can't put a clip... I can't just put, like, a clip, because I would need to put the entire thing to get it all across. But it's like Fabian Kalen... He's talking like, about how people um, didn't buy into the Fabian Kalen character. Yeah, they like and thought... they like made fun of him for it, but like that's who he is. And then he started blaming himself for the failure of WSX, and said that he had to commit penance for the failure of WSX. I, I Zach, Zach, if you can find any clip, I, I will any I'll clip put, at all. I'll put something in. Put it here. It wasn't always this way. I never used to be so bitter and angry. But good things inevitably go bad and the grass just always seems to be greener on the other side. But after attempt after attempt, after climb after climb, after pursuit after pursuit, the one thing I've come to find is that not only is the grass not greener? Sometimes there's no grass at all. It wasn't always this way. I used to be such a fun-loving, <laughs> happy child. But things change and they evolve and they grow. Just as life changes, evolves and grows. Just as I change, evolve and grow. Because it's just like, he could easily have killed somebody and then recorded this for his his memoir. But at the end, so he says he needs to do this penance for for failing WSX and the, the WSX fans. And he takes a knife and he cuts out his tongue. What the fuck? This was like out of nowhere. He's talking and then he stands up, cuts his tongue out. It's just like, and it's like... You can't really, really see it. We, were, right. we had trouble understanding what was going on because not only was there a filter over Fabian's voice that added, like, reverb and yeah, echo, yeah. but it was tinted to shit. Yeah. So you could, like, it was trying to be, like, you could see only part of his face and he had, like, this wicked little grin, like... And, like, it wasn't until the screen started flashing red and, like, we saw, like, 
whatever you could see of that situation that we were just like, oh my fucking God. Right. And then, and then that's it. That's the end of it. That's the end of it. <laughs> like, words cannot do this any justice. I know we say that about a lot of things, but this is the most over-the-top piece of WSX content that there ever will be. And the thing is, there's no context for this. Like, the last time we saw Fabian Kalen, he was giggling because of a time limit draw. Yeah! <laughs> and then he's doing this video about his entire persona and how he evolved into Fabian Kalen, and then he's cutting his tongue out. And then that's it. There's no... There's what is he doing now? Do you know? Fabian Kalen is working at the WWE Performance Center in scenic Florida. Um, he is, I believe, a promo teacher. Um, he's, a, he's a promo... Oh, with that evolution coach. clip, totally, 100% he should be. Jesus, can you imagine somebody doing that on, like, WWE? <laughs> yeah. That would be, like... Imagine Bray Wyatt doing that. Imagine Bray Wyatt having a match and he does like the Randy Orton thing where he's like doing the spider walk and the worm projection come up in the ring and then after the match it's a 20 minute video clip of him talking to a webcam and then he like pops his eye out <laughs> like what the fuck yeah it's just like he's just like blaming himself for losing over and over and over again yeah. and like having his words eventually mean nothing and then he just like people laughed at me and then he just like he just like has mysterious red liquid come out of his face right to come out of his eyes and his mouth and stuff like that um, I used to be Husky Harris, and I evolved into Bray Wyatt. <laughs> um, that's that's really all we have left to say at this point. I'm yeah, it's... I'm so glad we made this journey together. Um, I have seen things that no man should ever see, and um, you know, I think that something really great has come out of it at the end. Um, this may not be the best. Wrestling Society X podcast that you may ever listen to, but it's ours, goddammit. Jesus, who else has made a Wrestling Society X podcast? There has to be one out there. We're gonna have to check. This this I'm gonna claim that this is the only WSX podcast. Hot and take. Therefore Hot the take. best WSX podcast ever recorded. Um in true WSX fashion, we will claim that. Well, so let's take a quick break. Um, so I can cough off microphone, and then we'll let's talk a couple minutes about what we're working on next. Because I think the people who are listening to this might be interested. Yeah, sure, we can do that. So uh, we'll take a quick break, and we will be right back. Uh, cough break! Alright, I've coughed. We're back. Um, <laughs> I'm going to regret that I needed a break to cough, but that's going to take me like 20 minutes to edit in, so... At um, what cost have I coughed? So, yeah, um... Dave and I are done with this. We, we've talked this is the, as much this is, as we need to talk about for Wrestling Society X. This is the end of it. Um, we do have another project we're probably going to record in about an hour. It's uh, Sunday the 24th right now. Um, so this is going to be, unfortunately, not a wrestling podcast. Sorry, well, fam. Not not specifically a wrestling podcast. I'm sure it'll come up. Yeah. Um, we are working on a podcast that we are entitling Just Try It. So we're two friends um, who believe in the concept of open-mindedness and being receptive to new ideas and new projects, uh, because that's ultimately one of the biggest factors in how we change and grow as people. Yeah, I mean, even just this podcast, this is the first time we've recorded something like this, and we just kind of said, you know what, fuck it, let's try it. Let's just try it. Um, and it was a lot of fun. It was something that we really enjoy and that we want to keep doing, and we never would have thought to do this if we 
had thought about it, I think. If we had, if we had put too much thought, we would have said, uh... Maybe not. I don't have a recording background. You know, Gabe's a good singer. He's he's a marketing guy. But, um, you know what? We took we took a leap, and it, we didn't fall into a pit of spikes. Instead, we fell into a, an ocean of pudding. We fell, we fell into a pit of six-pock and youth suicide. <laughs> I think that's better than spikes, probably. Do you think youth suicide is a clone? You know, there was, there was like, a joke theory that somebody posted that, um... I think it was on something awful. <laughs> You're fucking kidding me? That some that Seth Rollins was clones. And he kept taking all these killer bumps and then like that clone would die and then the next episode of Raw it would be Are another Seth Rollins. Because there was like I remember there was a spot where they were doing a cage match. Yeah. Um and somebody like pushed the button to lower the cage to trap somebody in the ring. And Seth Rollins was like hanging on the apron and like the spike from the cage was coming down into the port and it would have gone through him. Oh my god. Um, and he rolled out at the last second. But somebody said, like, yeah, he probably just dies every week because he, like, gets dropped on his head and then he comes back <laughs> as Seth Rollins number two. Um, but anyway, just try it. Um, the format of the podcast is we're going to pick a different theme or a different uh, subject and we're going to suggest something that the other person hasn't done before. Then we're going to do it and we're going to talk about it. So, yeah, um, I guess as a, as a little bonus teaser, because this will probably go up before just try it. Um, for the first episode, we're doing movies. Uh, I don't... I don't watch any movies for the most part. Gabe watches... Too many. Too many movies. Um, so Gabe had me watch... 2006 film by Tarsim known as The Fall. Uh, and Zach had me watch... The 1980 cult sci-fi classic Flash Gordon, which Gabriel has somehow not watched until this. Um, so I think this will be a good subject uh, for us to discuss, like, you know, some similarities between the two projects. One is highly ambitious and the other is... The Fall. um yeah i mean it's and if you don't like movies that's cool uh next episode we might do concept albums we might do wrestling you know maybe i'll make gabe watch some uh ddt or something watch koto ibushi do backflips with sparklers i Um, mean i would you don't have to have a podcast with me for me to watch that that's true but um you know maybe we'll talk about um board games maybe we'll talk about video games maybe we'll talk about uh sports i don't know maybe we'll fucking do it maybe we'll just try it we'll try it um, so, so yeah, we'll, we'll post the information on the, uh, Russell Boy Social Explosion Facebook page. We'll have, we'll have an email open for Just Try It if you want to send us any suggestions. Yep. Um, we'll have a new Facebook page for Just Try It, uh, that you can follow us to. Um, we'll make a couple more updates to Russell Boy with, uh, Just Try It, uh, but I think largely we're done with it. Um, so thank you to all 16 people who like the page. Yeah. I like actually if you're listening to this, thank you so much. Thank you. I expected Holy shit, thank I expected you. to have like three of our friends listening to this and we actually had somebody who neither of us knew who liked the page and that was like so exciting for That's me. That's great. So like actually it sounds corny, but thank you so much. Um so on behalf of the man that brevity forgot, Gabriel Clark. We're reporting live from the crater. Um and the one, the only simply Zelp Zach Blaze. We're done. We'll see you on the next podcast. We'll see you in the next project. Uh, Thank you so much for following us all the way to the end. Uh, We're done. I'll have to pick if we're doing like the doing like the Doctor Strange Love theme, maybe coming out after the nuclear war. Oh yeah. Can I get Can I get like a royalty free copy of uh, We'll Meet Again? Bye. Bye.